Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am well, although I seem to have a cold again. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Maybe it's because of all the energy I expended in the murder mystery play I was in recently. No, I'm joking. It it did seem to go well. We had a great audience, thank goodness. Um, I think it's fair to say we hadn't over-rehearsed, but it was just uh, such a fun thing to do. And yes, so that was, we finished that a couple of days ago. Um, And now I've regained my quest for the right cup of tea. I thought I'd got it down, but I, I no, I'm just keeping disappointed by my cups of tea. I know it might not seem that important to you, but for me, if you don't have a good cup of tea, it's how do you start the day properly? Um, and I like a really good cup of tea that's so strong and they're just not strong enough. So there we go. Hey ho. And also the other thing, sounds like I'm moaning. I probably am. But I've decided I really do need to go on a diet before Christmas. However, I'm not prepared to stop eating anything that I'm eating. So I'm looking for that diet where you can just basically carry on as before. um, But for a few weeks, just lose a bit of weight. So if you know any secrets, do let me know. Anyway, back to things that make much more sense than my waffling rambling. And that's some books. Now, today I've got a three plus one plus three for you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's that exciting. So I've got three books that I enjoyed, uh, were very good to read, um, and I've got some good marks and reviews for them. I've got one book that I do not know what to make of it, and then I've got three books that are basically brilliant. Um, So I'm going to talk through them with you, and hopefully as I'm talking, the one that I'm just not sure about will become clearer to me and to you. Uh, It's certainly worth a read, definitely. Um, And just talk you through them if that's okay. So the first book is by Julie Mayhew, and it's called Impossible Causes. Um, It's published by Raven, and it was published on the 17th of October. Um, The copy I've got is hardback, so I believe it's just out in hardback, but I I could be wrong about that. It's worth checking. And of course, you can get the ebook as well. Um, I... Well, okay. let's let's read the the blurb for this, because the blurb really got me in. Four elements, four seasons, four points on the compass, four teenage girls and one dead body. 
the arrival of three strangers on Lark, a remote island with a population of 300, is the cause of much speculation. The first, a young teacher, the only male teacher on the island. The other two, a mother and her teenage daughter. What have they come to escape and what will they find waiting for them on Lark? Um, so this is told in the first person. And it's got all the right ingredients. With that, um, with that bit of blurb, I really was looking forward to reading it. It's got a great cover. There's a very long plait of hair on the front. So you think, well, is that sort of a, a take on the Rapunzel story or witchcraft? You know, it does lead you in. Um, and it's got some really good reviews as well. So I did enjoy it. It wasn't... I can't say it was my absolute favourite, but that's probably because I'm getting through so many fantastic books. This one just didn't quite hit it for me, but still I enjoyed it. I would give it a 7 out of 10. It sounded so good, and as often happens with books that don't quite hit it, um, it's, it's my fault, not the author's. Maybe the mood I'm in, maybe the circumstances, all sorts of things. And I'm definitely going to recommend this to other people because I think there are others who would really enjoy this book. So I'd certainly commend it. Seven out of ten. Julie Mayhew, Impossible Causes. So that's book number one done. I think I've just hit the microphone. Sorry about that. Now, the next book is um, a, called is paperback and it's called A Woman Is No Man. And it's by Etaf Rum. Uh, it's published in December, the 12th of December. Uh, so you could get it in time for Christmas and it's uh, published by HQ. Um, right, so let's let's go through the, the blurb on this one because it tells it much better than I can. Palestine, 1990. 17-year-old Isra prefers reading books to entertaining the suitors her father has chosen for her, but succumbing to her parents' wishes, the naive and dreamy girl finds herself betrothed and married to an American man. Before long, she is living in Brooklyn, a strange land, becoming mother to four daughters and her life changed forever. Brooklyn, 2008. 18-year-old Dea, Isra's eldest daughter, must meet with potential husbands at her grandmother's insistence. Though her only desire is to go to college, but fate has a will of its own and soon Dea must find herself on an expect unexpected path that leads her to shocking truths about her parents, the past and her own future. So it, it's a book about culture, about honour, that it's about love, it's, it's about violence as well, and it's about the secrets and keeping those secrets and the shame that they can bring. Um, it, it's, crikey, it's high calibre writing, beautifully done, a vivid retelling you've got these different generations of palestinian women um and as i say it was beautifully written the fault was mine i don't know why i just you know when we used, in olden times when we used to play a record and you had to get the needle into the groove for the record to play properly it was a bit like th that with this book i just couldn't quite get into the right groove with it but it's extraordinary writing definitely give it a seven and a half out of ten um there are some people that i would absolutely recommend it to uh, it's and if you're interested in the history um and the storytelling of these generations of palestinian women then you will love it um so very good a woman is no man Etam, Etaf Rum, and that is published 12th of December 2019. So 
The next book is called I Will Miss You Tomorrow. And this has been published very recently. It was published the 14th of November, published by Raven. And it's written by uh, Haina Bakid. Um, now, OK, Philippa, stop going on and telling everybody what you think about this. Read the blurb. So I'm going to mispronounce this because this is a translated story. But here we go. When you go searching for your demons, what happens when you find them? Introducing Thorkild Ask, a damaged ex-chief inspector with a complicated past. Fresh out of prison, he is tasked with finding a young man who has disappeared off the unforgiving Norwegian coast. The boy is no stranger. He's the cousin of Frey, the woman Ask loved, still loves, the woman who Ask killed. He's lost his reputation. Will he now lose his life? So, I mean, that gets you in straight away. Uh, I thought it was a brilliantly written book. Um, I like the character. I like the flaws. I like the fact it's a series and a translation as well. I think it's good to read different types of books. Um, it's a strong market. So there's clearly the demand for, for this type of book. And it's done so well in Norway. Um, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I just... Or maybe I'd given a seven and a half. I, I enjoyed it. No, did I enjoy it? Um, I very much rated it, but it wasn't one that I would be looking for forward to reading the next one in the series, if you know what I mean. So it's well structured. It's got the characters that you need. And if you like that style of writing, then I think you absolutely would. I can immediately think of four or five people straight off who would love this book. So again, that comes back to me. And how awful is that, that these authors have spent year, years even writing these books and then I'm not giving them all 10 out of 10. But I've got to be honest. And if one doesn't quite work for me, then I'll say these these were really good books. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, that they were awful in any way. Um, they just didn't quite be as brilliant for me as I as I wanted them to be. But that's my fault entirely. So the next book is this one that I, I just don't know what to make of it. It's called Mr. Todd's Reckoning by Ian Maitland and it's published by Contraband. Um, it was published in April, the 25th of April, 2019. So it's available in paperback. Um, ever wondered what's really going on next door? Behind the normal door of a normal house in a normal street, two men are slowly driving each other insane. One of them is a psychopath. Mr. Todd is at his wit's end. He's been robbed of his job as a tax inspector and is now stuck at home with him. Frustrated, lonely, angry, really angry. Adrian has no job, no friends. He's at home all day, obsessively chopping vegetables and tap, tap, tapping on his computer. And he's getting worse, disappearing for hours at a time, sneaking off to who knows where. In the safety of suburbia, one man has developed a taste for killing and he will kill again. Uh, and the picture is someone looking through um, the, sort of the curtains, looking at the blind in their house, gazing out at the world outside. Um, it's, uh, it's not a long book. I mean, it takes time, nearly 280 pages. 
I really enjoyed it. The problem that I had that there were some there were some sections where I thought, oh, you can't write that. You can't put that in a book. Is that, you know, is he going to get people saying you that that's a bad book? Is he really? It's the author is um is almost playing with us. It's testing us as to whether something can be put in a book or not. I found myself laughing out loud at some parts and then equally feeling completely uh, ill with the gruesomeness of some of the other parts and it's this increasing sensation of claustrophobia of heat and of evil um uh, it's it's not a book i'm going to give to my mother that's for sure um but it is a book for those who can cope with it i would certainly recommend uh, i've never come across this author before uh, i'm going to be looking for his other books i still don't know what to make of it i just think it's it's crazy and isn't that great when a book makes you think that i mean i i would give it an eight out of ten i enjoyed it i loathed it um the the main character the narrator just made me feel unsafe i was worried i was worried genuinely that a couple of times it was going to go to a really really dark place and i'd have to stop reading it but it didn't it's just something so different so if you know someone who um is a, a not an accomplished reader that's not what i'm saying is it someone who's read quite a lot is looking for a book that's a bit different um, who doesn't mind things going dark not too dark but dark enough and likes a bit of a twisted sense of humour I think that's a book for you so Mr Todd's Reckoning by Ian Maitland I'm laughing as I'm talking about it even though it's quite horrific so there we go make of that what you will so let's come on to the other three books I'll just pull them over now the first one uh, there's some some reservations but it's a great book so let let me tell you about it it's called Salt Lane by William Shaw and I read it and listened to it as well. And there's a reason for that. So the blurb is, she always went too far. DS Alexandra Capidi should have learnt to keep her mouth shut after the scandal that sent her packing from the Met to the lonely Kent coastline. She found the killers. Murder is different here. When an immigrant labourer drowns on a farm, it raises questions that people are scared to answer. Striving to understand this place, its old ways and new crimes, Capidi isn't afraid to keep asking, but she should be. She should, by now, have learnt. Um, and this is the first in the DS Alexandra Capidi series. Um, and it's, it's very good. It took me a while to get into. So I listened to it, first of all, on audiobook. Initially, I was in. I thought, yeah, I'm fine with this. I'm really... Uh, intrigued by what's going to happen I like the characters that emerging and then I just hit a bit of a plateau for some reason and I don't know why I think it might have been to do with the fact that I was only able to listen to the audiobook for quite a short period of time and I do think with a new type of story a new author I've never read any of William Shaw's books before although I did um, see him at Crime Fest in Bristol was it earlier this year? Gosh, the year's going so quickly. Yes, it was earlier this year. Um, but I hadn't read any of his books. So it, I think you always need time with an audiobook to really get into it. So like having a good long car journey to start the book off with. You just sort of commit yourself a bit more to the story. And I didn't this time. So maybe that was it. But I'd got the book as well. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll 
get into that and read it there. And it did keep me interested. So then I went back to the audiobook and suddenly everything was much more vivid for me. I could see the characters. I could enjoy the story. And it started to get really tense and, and the tension would build and build and build. And that just carried me through. Um, and I really enjoyed it. There was something that happened, I think it was three times. I'm not going to say what, but I, by the third time, I was thinking, come on, can we can there be something different happening? For me, that didn't quite work, but that still meant that I did enjoy it and would give it an eight, maybe an eight and a half out of ten. Um, and I would look for the next one in the series. So it, it was really good, and I'm probably coming across perhaps too negative that's not my intention um it's it just for me I didn't quite get into it initially but I'm so glad I persevered because once I did I really enjoyed it and as I say you know me I love a series so that was published in 2018 actually by Riverrun um and uh, the next one in the series is out as well but so this was William Shaw Salt Lane uh, by the way, I am going to be paying more attention from now on, here we go, public announcement, to the publishers. Because I really am starting to notice that some publishers um, really search for unique and different authors and different stories. And others go for, perhaps should we say, a bit more predictable and I think it's important that we um, sort of reward all the publish for, publishers for all the different work that they do, but equally perhaps some of the smaller ones that we notice them and start asking for them. Because I went into a big bookshop uh, this weekend and I said, well, you haven't got any books published by XYZ publisher. And they said, oh, no, because you have to pay to play. Um, it, and it's all about it's quantity and in some ways I can understand that but people go to the, those sorts of bookshops thinking that they're going to get an access to such a wide range of books and different publishers and actually they're not and um, I think more people would go to a bookshop if that were possible so that would benefit the bookshop it would benefit the publisher it would benefit the author but it would benefit the reader as well because they're seeing all these books that they just didn't perhaps even know existed so anyway philippa stop ranting there we go i'm going to be talking about publishers more that that's uh, that's that's my point so the next book i'm going to talk to you about is called nothing important happened today what a title by will carver uh, published by Orenda Books and it was published very recently the 14th of November 2019. So listen to this. If I read you the blurb you'll understand why I heard about this book and said I really need to read this. Nine people arrive one night on Chelsea Bridge. They've never met but at the same time they leap to their deaths. Each of them received a letter in the post that morning, a pre-written suicide note and a page containing only four words. Nothing important happened today. That is how they knew they had been chosen to become part of the people of choice, a mysterious suicide cult whose members have no knowledge of one another. 32 people on a train witness the event. Two of them will be next. By the morning, people of choice are appearing around the globe. It becomes a movement. A social media page that has lain dormant for four years suddenly has thousands of followers. The police are under pressure to find a link between the cult members, to locate a leader 
who does not seem to exist. Uh, and the sort of tagline is, how do you stop a cult when nobody knows they're a member? Well, let me tell you about this book. Apart from completely blowing my mind, this reminded me of the concept of when pop art was first established. Now, I don't know if you know much about pop art. It was first brought out in about the 1950s and it took until the 1960s for people to really get comfortable with it. But when it started, it was a completely different way of painting, of uh, looking at, at these items visually, and it just changed the dynamic completely. And I think we're very much into thrillers, psychothrillers, crime, mysteries, I am just as much as anybody else. And yet at times are some of them getting a little bit samey? You know, ha have we had such a demand for these types of books and have there been such a supply to meet that demand? But now we need to do something a little bit different. And I think that is what this book delivers. It, it's the pop art of fiction. Um, it takes the same ingredients. It takes a crime. It takes um, detectives, murders, uh, the thriller impact of what's going to happen. How's this going to be resolved? It delivers twists, but it does it in such a different way. That's just mind blowing, really. Um, I throughout the time I was reading it, I was I was thinking, uh, what what is going on here? What will someone just stop and let me take a breath for a moment? Because it is so different. I would recommend this to anybody as long as um, a person is comfortable in reading about suicides because, of course, I understand that there are um, a lot of people that would have an issue with that. But if you're comfortable with that, then read this book. It's just, it's just as they say, mind-blown. Um, so I would say it's pop art of fiction. It's going to move things in a completely different direction and why not? And about time too. So that's Will Carver. Nothing important happened today. Except there's a really good book to read. So something very important did happen. Anyway, there we go. Enough Philippa, enough. Oh, how much would I give it? Nine and a half out of ten, that one, definitely. So we're on to the final book. And this is very different. So Philippa, tell everyone what it's called. The book is called The Warlow Experiment by Alex Nathan. Um, and it's published by Serpent's Tale. And let me read you this book. <clears throat> not the whole book, obviously, just the blurb. Don't worry, you're not going to have to listen to me droning on for much longer. We're nearly there. The year is 1793. Herbert Powys lives on a small estate in the Welsh Marches, with enough time and income to pursue a gentleman's fashionable cultivation of exotic plants and trees. But he longs to make his mark in the field of science, something consequential enough to present to the Royal Society in London. He hits on a radical experiment in isolation. For seven years, the subject will inhabit three rooms in the cellar of the manor house, fitted out with books, paintings and even a chamber organ. Meals will arrive thrice daily via a dumbwaiter. The solitude will be unrelieved by any social contact. The subject will keep a diary of his daily thoughts and actions. The pay? £50 per annum for life. Only one man is desperate enough to apply for the job, John Warlow, a semi-literate labourer with a wife and six children to provide for. The experiment, a classic enlightenment exercise gone more than a little mad, will have unforeseen consequences for all included. So this um, author 
came across an advert from several hundred years ago it was based in 1793 and this bit is true and the author the author found this advert which read a reward of 50 pounds a year for life is offered to any man who will undertake to live for seven years underground without seeing a human face Provisions will be served from Mr. Paris's table. Every convenience desired will be provided. She found that advert and decided to build a whole fictional story around it. She couldn't find any more out about what actually happened to the advert. And apparently someone did apply for it and uh, was was living there for some years. Whether he lasted the whole seven years, we don't know. Uh, so, as I say, she couldn't find anything more out about what happened. So she built her own story. She moved the location. She kept some of the names. Um, and wow. First of all, the book looks beautiful. It's got the most gorgeous cover and inside the most beautiful drawings. The pages are really thick. That sounds like a small thing, but it matters when you're reading a book like this. That's quite different. I've got to be honest, I'm not sure I would have put, picked this book up um, but the uh, our brilliant local bookshop, Burway Books, um, said to me, Ros there said to me, this is the best book. She said, I've read it. I really enjoyed it. Really recommend it. Um, and the author is actually local to us. So I got to go and hear her talk about the book. I bought a copy. We decided at a local book club that we were going to feature this book. Um, and I've been holding off reading it because the book club weren't discussing it until last week. And I thought, I don't want to read it too early and then forget all about it. But every time I looked over at the book, I thought, oh, gosh, you are too highbrow for me. I'm not going to be able to enjoy the experience of reading you. I was very much mistaken. I don't know if it's highbrow or not. I don't care. I just know it's a brilliant book. It's written beautifully. It's so different from anything I've read for such a long time. The You could visualise everything about it. The staff that work in this, in this house. Um, Mr Warlow who goes underground and how he gets on. The sort of um, downstairs, upstairs philosophy. What was going on socially at the time. And just how things sort of come back in different ways I really enjoyed it um, and I would really recommend it it's something that I'm going to be buying people for Christmas and especially you can often get a lovely bookmark with the actual original advert in which is so nice um, but I loved it it's a nine and a half out of ten for me and this lady had better be busy writing her next book because I want to read it that's for sure um, really nice to have something so different. There is a quote on the back by C.J. Sansom, who I love. So possibly I should have taken that as the sign that uh, that it was a good one. In fact, let me read you what he says. This is an extraordinary, quite brilliant book. It captures the language and mental framework of the late 18th century perfectly. The characters are beautifully drawn people of real depth, and we are shocked and chastened by how easily the scientific rationalisation of the age of reason could turn into appalling cruelty and oppression. I think he says it much better than I ever could. So we'll leave it there. Uh, a brilliant book. And that was The Warlow Experiment by Alex Nathan. So that's seven books, seven books in this one. I have been very busy. Um, as I say, three that I enjoyed, one that I just completely messed with my mind and three that I loved. 
um, all really good and just so grateful to have the opportunity to read these books. So there we go. Now, I mustn't forget, I've got a listener's question. Kate has contacted me. Let me lift this up to see. Uh, will I be reading Christmas books? Yes, Kate, I will. But I have a rule until it's December. There's no Christmas carols. There's no advent calendars there's no christmas decorations and there are definitely no christmas books so i'm holding back until then um, but i've got an audio a christmas audio book to look at i've got some christmas books you see the trouble is though christmas books are mainly two categories chiclet or murder traditional murder compilation stories when will someone come out with something that's just a good book but based at christmas you might not sell it all through the year, but you'd sell it at Christmas every year and you would make a lot of money. Think about the Christmas songs that are published. You know, every uh, published, launched, every Christmas, they make a stack of money selling them. So please, can some publishers look at a really good Christmas book? Anyway, that's my request. Oh, and if you could get it done and have it out within the next week, that would be super. Thank you very much. So thanks, Kate, so much for your question. Brilliant. I just love all the questions coming. Keep them coming. Uh, you can get hold of me in the usual ways. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram. Look for QuickBook Reviews, the little orange logo of me there reading my book. And you can email me at quickbookreviews at outlook.com. I'm in the middle of another brilliant book. I can't wait to talk to you about it. And there'll be lots of others as well. So take care and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.